Hey guys, it's Sim and this is Brussling Unlimited as it's Friday and that means we're here to talk about Friday Night Smackdown. I thought three quarters of this show was really good, but didn't really care much for the last quarter of the show. Last 30 minutes of the show to me were kind of just meh. And yes, I'm saying that I thought the Kurt Angle stuff at the end was kind of just meh. Didn't really hit for me. And that's my opinion. If you guys liked it, awesome. If you guys didn't like the end of SmackDown and the whole Kurt Angle stuff, well, then you're in the same boat as me. But everyone's up to their own opinions. And everybody can basically say what they like and don't like. I said something to a friend. I was like, yeah, Colonel segment didn't do it. It just didn't do it for me. And he's like, what the hell? I thought that was great. And I was like, that's your opinion. This is mine. So some people liked it. Some people didn't. Why is my camera so far up facing down here a little bit? That's a lot better. That's a lot better. Also, let's get the Twitch poll up really quickly. What did you? So wait for a few more people to jump in. <clears throat> think of tonight's SmackDown. I liked it. It was all right. I didn't like it. Also, who's going to watch this Rampage? I mean, yeah, they opened with Takeshita and Moxley, and the match was great, but who really cares about Orange Cassidy defending the All-Atlantic Championship against a mystery opponent and that mystery opponent being Trent seven. Like who really cares about orange Cassidy versus Trent seven for this title? I don't I got it on here. Cause I got it on, but I don't care for that match whatsoever. Like orange Cassidy's just, I feel like not at the level of popularity he was and rampage is just the drizzling shits most weeks. Like, last week they did the worst rating they've ever done. But regardless, we're here to talk about Friday Night Smackdown. And I want to say thank you. If you are watching live at twitch.tv forward slash Unlimited. I also want to thank you if you're watching or listening later. Whether that's uh, youtube.com forward slash Unlimited or podcast services all around the globe. Like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. I also want to say thank you if you support us here on Twitch. And you can do so a couple of different ways. You can do so by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you have Amazon Prime or access to somebody's Amazon Prime, whether that's your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your grandma, your grandpa, your auntie, your uncle, your cousin, your anybody, dog walker, your babysitter, your kid's babysitter, of course, anybody, well, even your babysitter, if you're only like 13, I don't know. Get access to Amazon Prime? Use it. Take that Amazon Prime account. Take that Twitch account. Link it together. Bada bing, bada boom. Your Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games, and it always gives you one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month, and I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here. Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Also, remember, on the flip side, if you're watching over on YouTube, you can help us out over there as well by becoming a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access podcast episodes, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. Plus, remember, you can get all of that by heading over to patreon.com forward slash PWUnlimited, and also head over to the Epic Game Store. 
head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're buying the Game Awards Game of the Year Elden Ring, you're buying a Game of the Year nominee from 2018 in Spider-Man, Marvel Spider-Man, you're buying the 2018 Game of the Year in God of War, you're claiming the free games, or you're getting bucks for Rocket League, Fortnite, Fall Guys, and Rumbleverse, use our code right here, PWUNLIMITED, at checkout for all Epic Games and Epic Game Store purchases. You getting in Fortnite Season 4? You getting that Battle Pass? Code PWUNLIMITED, P-W-U-N-L-I-M-I-T-E-D. I want to thank Cold Cuts KC for subscribing on Twitch for 23 months. Really appreciate that one. But with that, we've got Friday Night Smackdown to talk about. Like I said, the last part of the show kind of didn't blow my skirt up. Um, I saw a question here that I wanted to get to. It was, where was it? Uh, since Saturday says, come on, the milk truck coming back on, coming back on, Tim, that didn't pop you? No, not really, because it's kind of like, when the milk truck happened back in the day, we weren't expecting it. It was like a, oh, I get it's an offshoot Austin in the beer truck, but it's still cool. It's never been done. But now we've seen it like three or four times. So it's kind of like, it's a, it's a thing that was cool when they did it once, and maybe even the second time, but time three, time four, it's kind of worn out. It's kind of like, there's a reason they only did Austin in the beer truck once that I can remember. As far as SmackDown does go, the show itself did kick off with Michael Cole and Wade Barrett running down the lineup for tonight's show. They also would announce that there would be a contract signing between the Intercontinental Champion Gunther and the winner of the World Cup on SmackDown, Ricochet, as the two will fight for the, for the Intercontinental Championship next week in Chicago. They also recap the Usos defending the tag titles against Matt Riddle and Kevin Owens on Raw and then Solo Sokoa injuring Matt Riddle. Michael Cole would let us know Matt Riddle will be out of action for six weeks. Well, that's just in time for him to come back for the Royal Rumble. I don't know why he needs the time off. I don't know why Riddle's going to be gone, whether that's a legit injury or not. But Riddle's supposed to be gone for six weeks, and then he can return right in time for the Rumble, which is in about seven weeks. As far as the opening contest, it was the tag title match. It was the Usos, Jimmy and Jay Uso, with Sami Zayn and Solo Sokoa. Defending against the Brawling Brutes, Sheamus and Butch with Ridge Holland. I thought this match was fantastic. Just as good as the tag title match back from Monday, if not better. To be honest, if I had to say which Usos match this week was better, this one or the Elias Riddle match, I'd probably say this one. I'd probably say this match was just a little bit better in actuality. Hot opener. Crowd was actually really good for this match and all kinds of things. So the Brutes had the early advantage. Sheamus and Jimmy to the ring uh, into the ring. Oh, I wrote this way weird. Uh, Sheamus sent Jimmy to ringside, knocked him out of the ring with a shoulder tackle. After regrouping at ringside, the Usos had a brief advantage. Sheamus placed Jimmy on his shoulder and hit a rolling senton. He then put Butch on his shoulder and hit a rolling senton onto Jimmy. Butch followed with the double knees. The Usos recovered and hung Butch on the top rope as they cut the commercial. Butch was close to making a tag, but Jimmy overpowered him. After a whip into the corner, the Usos hit a backbreaker uh, elbow combo. Butch tried fighting back and rocked Jimmy with an enziguri. He was close to tagging out, but then Jay rocked Sheamus off the apron. Butch then fought back with a German suplex. Sheamus got the hot tag and ran wild on the Usos. 
Jamerson Butch gave the Usos 15 beats to the Baldrin, but then Butch, after Sheamus stopped at 15, kept on going, and he's like, going, 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 the crowd, and he starts going faster, so the crowd's chanting faster. 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, and I think he got up to like 25, 26, or something like that. And then him and Sheamus kind of stood in the middle of the room like, ah, fella! While finding on the top rope, though, Sheamus got the better of Jimmy Uso and hit the white noise for a close near fall. Back from the break, Butch snapped Jay's fingers, but missed a flying knee. Jay recovered and hit a jumping neck breaker for a two of his own. Both teams started to hit big moves, and you go, oh, coming down to the final stretch. As they fought, off, fought on the apron, Sheamus hit the white noise on Jimmy. Jay then took advantage and wiped out Sheamus with a suicide dive. Butch hit a moonsault onto the Usos. He followed this up with the Tornado DDT for a near fall. Jimmy and Jay regrouped and isolated Butch on their side of the ring. You mean they set up for the 1D, but Sheamus pulled out Jimmy, allowing Butch to hit the running power bomb for a near fall. Sheamus and Butch then hit a razor's edge into a neckbreaker combo for a close near fall. The fans broke into a This Is Awesome chant. In a callback to last week, Sheamus went for the Alabama Slam, but Zayn tried to interfere. Holland prevented Zayn's interference, but Jay still rolled up Sheamus for a near fall. Solo Sokoa and Holland fought at ringside. Sokoa took out Holland with a spinning solo over the barricade into the timekeeper's area. The finish of the match then came when the Usos hit the 1D on Butch. Zayn prevented Sheamus from making the save, and there we go. The Usos still tag team champions. We then see Kurt Angle and Gable Stevenson walking backstage. Braun Strowman walked up and welcomed them to SmackDown. He noted Stevenson's training at the Performance Center. They mentioned the Performance Center a couple of times, and once, uh, not Kurt Angle, uh, Michael Cole even explained to people that may not know what the PC is, what it is. Strowman added that they could use him on SmackDown. He joked that Stevenson could, quote, get these hands. Stevenson promised to find Strowman when he's ready. So he's basically like, you know, my training's not complete, but I'll be here sometime soon. Um, they would then confirm the news from Variety that John Cena will be on the December 30th episode of SmackDown. So if you missed that news earlier today, Variety said that someone with close knowledge to the situation has let us know that, well, John Cena will be on the final SmackDown of the year, and WWE did actually confirm that, sourcing Variety. So basically, someone with knowledge of the situation means WWE fed them the story. Um, we got another weird Uncle Howdy video on the screen. After the video, LA Knight took that as proof that he was right. Knight left to find Wyatt. Oh, wait, I just skipped over a whole thing here. LA Knight's in the ring. LA Knight said he came across Bray Wyatt and wants answers, or came to address Bray Wyatt and wants answers. Knight noted that Wyatt denied attacking him. Knight then showed footage of the attack and highlighted Wyatt's, quote, toys in the background. In each video, Knight pointed out something standing in the background wearing a mask, the Uncle Howdy mask. So then there was the other Uncle Howdy ma video on the screen, and Knight went to fight Wyatt. Earlier today video, uh, Kathy Kelly was interviewing Legato Del Fantasma about the Viking Raiders match they had, and then all of a sudden we hear in the background, ah, and you hear like a... And Kathy's like, go follow that, go follow that. And so the camera cuts over, and it's Rhonda and Shayna walking away from Shotzi. And they're like, well, it looks like you can't do anything later. And um, apparently, 
They slammed Shotzi's hand in a car door. What the fuck is this bullshit on Rampage? They're just making Bryce Remsburg look like the dumbest fucking referee of all time. Anyways. They basically said that they slammed her car in, hand in a car door, Shayna and Rhonda, and Shotzi can't compete because she's got a broken hand. So then Megan Morant interviews Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey in the back when Liv Morgan and Tegan Knox would approach. They're like, yeah, you've beaten just about everybody. You haven't beat us. And they challenged them to a tag team match later tonight. Uh, they would then announce that Roman Reigns will be on the show next week in Chicago. Viking Raiders did have a match tonight. It was against Legado del Fantasma. It was Valhalla at ringside with the Viking Raiders, Zelina Vega, and Santos Escobar at ringside with Legado del Fantasma, but this only lasted about two minutes. Not great, especially with all the talent that was in the ring. Lackluster two minutes. Nothing really happened, and then everyone just kind of started fighting. Top Dalla and Ashanti the Adonis would come out. B-Fab would come out. It caused a distraction, and then finally, a disqualification. Hit Row beat down everybody and cleared the ring. B-Fab went after Valhalla and threw her into Zelina Vega. Hit Row then posed in the ring to end the segment. This was not good. This was not anything good at all. Ellie Knight was still searching for Bray Wyatt backstage. He entered the locker room and found Bray, or Bray, a Bray Wyatt t-shirt. The lights then went out. He pulled out a cell phone to show some light, and there is standing Uncle Howdy, or somebody in the Uncle Howdy mask. Then they cut straight to commercial. After the break, Kurt Angle was having a party with a bunch of wrestlers backstage. Jason Jordan, Kurt Angle's son, even showed up with a birthday card for his father. And the fans popped for Jordan and Angle reuniting. Still think it should have always been Chad Gable. Chad Gable, I've always felt, was the better, quote, entertainer. Because Kurt was it, it was and still is. Just got a great, he's got great comedic timing. And Chad Gable has that as well. And I felt like in his unfortunate circumstances with Jason Jordan and his injuries and not being able to continue as wrestler or anything. But I always felt like Chad Gable, Kurt Angle stuff could have been so much better. Could have been so great of... Them being like, just Gable, yeah, dad. All right. I'll accept you as my dad and just all kinds of stuff. I, I just thought it would have been so good because they're both just, their comedic timing is so good. They would have played off each other so well. Not saying that Jason Jordan's not great. He was great, but he was more of the serious one. And I you could say, oh, well, we didn't see Chad Gable's Comedic chops come out so years later. True, but who knows if he had it then or not. But I always thought for entertainment, comedic purposes, Kurt and Chad Gable doing father-son vignettes would have been so funny. Would have been so funny. So we have the Intercontinental Championship contract signing. This was all but just to set up a six-man tag. And Xavier Woods may have had the greatest line ever. Ever, ever during this segment. So they recap Ricochet beating Santos Escobar in the finals to win the SmackDown World Cup. And then we had all the entrances. Imperium came out and Ricochet came out and Adam Pierce was in the ring. And right as they were getting ready to start this, I guess, um, contract signing, you hear, 
It's a new day. Yes, it is. And out comes new day. And they basically asked why they're there. And they plugged their tag team title match tomorrow on NXT deadline, saying they're going to become, uh, what did they call them, triple crown champions. And then they said something about, you know, well, our boy Ricochet is in here against all of them. And just in case the other members of Imperium think they're going to try and start something against our boy, we're going to be here to back them up. And Adam Pearce is like, oh, so you think every contract signing is going to end with a brawl? And Xavier Woods deadpan looks Adam Pearce in the face and just goes, you ever watch professional wrestling? I'm just like, that is the greatest line ever. That is the greatest line ever. Adam Pearce is like, not Every contract signing ends with a brawl. And Woods gets serious and just goes, have you never watched professional wrestling before? I lost my shit. Like, that was amazing. Gunther had a really good line about being a pro wrestler slash an entertainer as well. We'll get to here in a second. But that line by Xavier Woods, when he's like, have you ever watched professional wrestling before? I'm just like, I... Lost it. I died. Uh, since Saturday says the New Day wearing their Power Ranger gear dedicated to Jason David Frank. Well, they've been wearing that gear since well before he passed away. They've had that gear for over a year now. Or at least a year. Anyways. 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 New Day were there to back up Ricochet. Guther noted that we're not here to entertain. We are professional wrestlers. Not performers. And then that led to some empathy jokes. Empath empathy? Empathy? That led to sex jokes when Ricochet's like, wait, Imperium can't perform? And then you got New Day going, Imperium can't perform? Imperium can't perform? And then they got the, the fans chanting, Imperium can't perform. Imperium can't perform. It was basically a, oh, he needs a blue chew. All but without saying, he needs a blue chew. Um, Ricochet mocked them. Ricochet promised to win the title next week and then got in Gunther's face. All six men started brawling, and Adam Pierce goes, well, if we can get somebody out here to clear out the furniture. And so Gunther grabs the table, throws it out of the ring. Uh, Woods throws something out, and chair goes flying. He goes, never mind, we just need a referee. So a referee comes down, we got a six-man tag team match. Fun six-man tag. Forcer. For sure. But I just, I love that word. He's like, well, uh, if we can get someone to clear the furniture out of the ring, we can make this match official. So the wrestlers clear the ring, and he's like, okay, um, we just need a referee then. But I still can't get over Woods. Look, it's straight at him, Pearson going, have you ever watched professional wrestling before? <laughs> I died. I died, not just because he said professional wrestling. Like, that was great, too, because you can say professional wrestling now in WWE. But anyways, six-man tag went 18 minutes, 45 seconds. And this match rocked. Like, this was awesome. Early on, the babyfaces kept Ludwig Kaiser on their side of the ring. Woods rocked Kaiser with a rolling clothesline. Giovanna Vinci tagged in, and the heels quickly took over. Back from the commercial, Woods tried to tag out, but Vinci hit a tilt-to-whirl backbreaker. Imperium isolated Woods on their side of the ring. With the heels firmly in control, Gunther rocked Ricochet off the apron with a boot. Kaiser tagged in and slowed the pace down with a chin lock. After a short Kofi chant from the crowd, Woods hit a missile dropkick. Kingston got the tag and ran wild on Imperium. Also, Imperium note here. I'm just so glad it's the three of them again. I'm just so glad that they decided that Fabian Eichner, 
Giovanna Vinci needs to be with these two guys and not broken up like Vince was trying to do. No, you don't just have Kaiser as the mouthpiece and Gunther as the muscle. No, you have Gunther as the general leading his two troops. That's what made Imperium great. And that's what keeps him making Imperium great. Like, Butch knows what he's doing. Imperium fucking rocks. Anyways, come back from the break. Heels are in control. Ricochet and Gunther tagged in. And they faced off. Giving us a little preview of next week. Gunther took over. And hit some hard chops. Ricochet recovered with a series of lefts and rights. He was literally just... Eventually, the referee had to pull him out of the corner because he was just raining down shots on Gunter. Also, shout out to Samantha Irvin and the way she's like making his way in the ring. The Intercontinental Champion, Gunter! It's the way she says it. She's phenomenal as well. Like a lot of praise for people tonight. Anyways, um, Ricochet gets pulled out of the corner. He rocks Gunther with a jumping knee, and Ricochet avoids the avoids avoids a boot. I don't know why I couldn't say that word. With a Matrix style kind of like backbend, the Trish Stratus move, and then he scored a near fall on Gunther. Imperium went for the Imperium bomb on Kofi, but he broke free. Ricochet took out Kaiser with a top rope Hurricane Rana. Kingston caught Kaiser with a trouble in Paradise. Ricochet hit the six thirty. Bada bing, bada boom, pinned him. Ricochet gets the win. In the back, Chad Gable, Otis are trying to get into Kurt Angle's party. Bouncer don't know who they are, won't let him in. All of a sudden, Street Profits walk up and they're like, we're the prophets of the street. And the guy's like, oh yeah, my brothers, right in, right in. Gable, Otis, more Gable, furious. The Street Profits were able to just walk right in. They were on the list, but uh, Chad Gable wasn't. Otis wasn't. No Alpha Academy. Then we got a very interesting and weird segment. So... The Bloodline's celebrating backstage. Of course, Jimmy, Jay, Sammy, they're all happy that the Usos are still the tag champs. Solo just sitting there. Still don't know what's going to happen with that motherfucker. And they talk about they're going to go party. Solo walks off. Jimmy walks off. Jay stops Sammy. Like, hey, hey, hey. You know, next week, Tribal Chief, you're going to be in Chicago. And Sammy's like, yeah, and... Like, well, uh, you may need to trim that beard back and get a haircut before uh, we see Roman next week. And Sammy's like, what are you talking about? What? Why? And Jay's just like, Roman's going to be there in Chicago, and it may be a pretty big night for you. So uh, I trim up the beard and get a haircut. And Sammy's just looking all kinds of confused. And I'm all kinds of confused. Like, what? Sammy needs a haircut. Sammy needs to trim the beard. For what? Huh? What the hell's going down next week? So if we get short hair, no beard, Sami Zayn next week, god damn. God damn. I think Sammy looks great with the, the wild hair and the beard. I think he looks great with it. In the back, we see Rey Mysterio with a trainer. He's doing some, I guess, ankle exercises with some resistance bands when up and walks Scarlet. Trainer looks at Scarlet and goes, uh, you're not supposed to be in here. Karen Cross then walks up and grabs a chair. And he looks at Ray, the trainer that is, and Ray's like, uh, I don't know what's going on here. We may need some help. So he grabs his little radio and is like, uh, can I get some help medical? And um, Cross is like, hey, I don't want to, nothing's going to happen here. I don't want anything to happen. I just, I just want to tell you something. And he sits down next to Ray, who's up on the table. 
He tells a story, I guess, from Scarlet's childhood about how they had a horse that was a racehorse, and then it wasn't as efficient as it used to be, so it became a workhorse, but then eventually it still couldn't get the job done, and they had to put him down. They said eventually every dog has his day and needs to get put out of his misery. Security then enters and says, do we have a problem here? Cross goes, no, I was just talking to Ray here. We're good. And he leaves. That was interesting. They're building up something with Ray and Dominic, or not Ray and Dominic, Ray and Cross, as far as Cross mentioned, oh, you, you're going to let your son do his thing. You got away from him and this. And so it's interesting what they're trying here. Then I live Morgan and Tegan Knox against Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Matchman four minutes wasn't all that great. Before the match started, Michael Cole told us, we're going to learn a little bit more about the one with the shiniest wizard. And she talked about her performance center, her injuries in NXT, how she became friends with Liv Morgan. And Michael Cole then comes back and goes, and if you don't know what the PC is, it is our performance center where we train all of our new recruits in Orlando, Florida. Cole then teased that the winners of this match will get a tag title shot. Early on, Tegan Knox was in control with a flurry of offense. Rousey caused a distraction, allowing the heels to take over. Rousey tagged in and mocked Liv Morgan. She shot at the ankle of Knox, but she broke free. Knox, that is. Morgan and Baszler then tagged in at the same time, and they went at each other. Morgan hit a double stomp. She went for the Oblivion, and Baszler countered with a German suplex. Raquel Rodriguez would then walk out, and she tried to get involved. Every, uh, officials and referees tried to stop her, saying, You're hurt, you're hurt, don't even try it. But this distraction distracted Rousey. Baszler then locked on the Carafuda clutch on Morgan, but she broke free. Knox took the opening and hit the Shining Wizard, allowing Morgan to score the pinfall. Not sure what happened with the ref and why the ref wasn't paying attention. I guess the ref was still dealing with Raquel, but the babyfaces do pick up the victory. And we did learn that next week on SmackDown, it will be Liv Morgan and Tegan Knox against Dakota Kai and Io Sky for the Women's Tag Team Championships. Go to the back. Kurt Angle's headed to the ring. Gable Stevenson offered to go to the ring with him before Angle told him, hold on, just stay at the party. So, I mean, this was a feel-good segment, but it didn't really do much for me to the point of, like, I was kind of bored during it. Kurt Angle came to the ring for his birthday celebration. There was a giant cake in the ring. Angle thanked the fans, and then out would come Alpha Academy. Chad Gable was furious that Angle didn't invite him to the party. Angle, uh, he pointed out that they even dressed up for the occasion. Gable thinks that Angle didn't want to be upstaged by a real Olympian. Chad Gable then told Angle that he didn't have any integrity or intensity. They demanded Angle leave so Otis could eat the cake. Angle walked up the ramp and turned back. He noted that they're going to eat cake. They're going to need some milk. Gable Stevenson would then come out with an old school milk truck. He started throwing milk cartons at Gable and Otis. Angle then grabbed the hose and sprayed the Alpha Academy with milk. Otis and Gable uh, bumped for the milk, just like uh, we saw back in the day with uh, Vince and them bumping for the beer and whatnot. And Michael Cole made endless milk puns. Kurt Angle and Gable Stevenson then posed together as SmackDown went off the air. It was all right. It didn't do anything for me. It wasn't horrible or anything, but it just didn't do anything for me. But with that, guys, that 
was Friday Night SmackDown. That was everything that took place on tonight's show. So with that, you know what I thought of tonight's SmackDown. Now I want to know what you guys thought of tonight's Friday Night SmackDown. Remember, you can let me know what you thought of the night's show by heading over and texting 510-906-1341. Again, text in to 510-906-1341. Before we get into that, though, we need to check the, the polls. Let's hit a refresh on all of the polls. A boop, a boop, a boop. As far as the Twitch poll does go, 100% liked tonight's SmackDown. That's good. That's really good. As far as the Twitter poll does go, 55% liked the show, 31% thought it was just all right, and 13% did not like SmackDown. And finally, the YouTube community poll, 75% liked the show, 18% thought it was just all right, and 7% did not like SmackDown. Uh, a couple comments here, this person says, great show, love seeing Kurt Angle, him spraying the Alpha Academy with milk was really funny. Another person says loved it, another person says liked it, another person says show was okay, have been better, 6 out of 10. As far as the bu, 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 bum, text messages do go. First one here says, any news on Rick Boogs? No, nothing. What, he was injured at WrestleMania, I want to say? I think that was his last match. Rick Boogs. I haven't heard anything. Oh, yeah. Hot Rod Bubba, thank you. There was another Lacey Evans video of her training unrealistically. Trust me. If she was really training with, like, she was training with real military people, but if she was really training in the military during these vignettes, she wouldn't have all that makeup on. She wouldn't have the eyelashes on. Trust me. I've seen somebody show up to PT, which is called personal training, which you do at 6 o'clock in the morning every day, with those kind of eyelashes on, and got their fucking asses chewed out because they're not regulation um, with, Uniform. So I can't take any of that serious. But she's not in uniform. Yeah, WrestleMania 38 was the last match Rick Boogs had. He suffered a knee injury against the Usos. Um, Esports gaming, that's not going to happen. Because it's supposed to be a secret that Sasha's showing up for New Japan. So I doubt she mentions it on the Bailey stream. And finally, this person says, when do you think we will actually see Bray and Uncle Howdy reveal as they attack people on TV? I have no clue. I think they're going to try and stretch this out as long as possible. I honestly think it's going to get stretched as long as they can. They stretched out the QR code stuff as long as they could. So now they're going to stretch this out as long as they can. But with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash Unlimited. Um, this person says, Bugs, uh, why have her wear makeup during military training? Just unrealistic. Now, you can have, like, a little bit of makeup on, but you can't have, you can see, she's got a lot of, like, face makeup. She's got the eyelashes, all that. No, not allowed. Not allowed at all. Trust me. I've seen people get reamed for that. Usin Saturday says, are you going to do NXT deadline predictions? No. I'm not going to be able to watch Deadline. We have some family things to take care of this weekend. So I'm not watching any of the shows tomorrow, unfortunately. Like I might watch them in the background. But we have some family things we have to tend to since my father passed away. We have to... Some of the stuff 
in regards to his passing and getting cremated and stuff. We need to make the final decisions this weekend, so I'm going to be with my family for the entirety of the weekend, for the most part. But won't be able to, even if I can watch the shows, I won't be home. I'll be at my mom's house, so I won't be able to do any reviews or anything. So we, we didn't do predictions. And honestly, me doing predictions and not watching NXT every week kind of is redundant because I don't know who's actually getting pushed and who looks like they're pu getting pushed the most. I mean, if I made one prediction, Grayson Waller wins the men's Iron Survivor maybe. I don't even know because I don't even know who they're pushing more than not in all those situations. Like what, Indy Hartwell's going to win the woman's Iron Survivor? I don't know because she barged into Mandy's office this week or locker room. But with that, I want to say thank you for joining us here. Twitch.tv forward slash Unlimited. I also want to thank you for watching or listening later, whether that's YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited or podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. With that, guys, have a great weekend. I'll do some sort of like, I think Monday on the wrestling wrap-up. Those are probably, that's where I will talk about NXT deadline and um, um final battle for Ring of Honor. I'll talk about those because I'll, I'll eventually throughout the weekend watch both shows. So I think I'll do like a semi-review of each of those, give my thoughts and whatnot on the wrestling wrap-up Monday morning. So with that, guys, have a great weekend. Have a great rest of your Friday night. And I'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys.